Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Yes, we have made it to another Friday, the final day of September 2022. It is September 30th, therefore it is the end of the federal fiscal year. The Biden administration running the country into the ground has now run out of fiscal year. And we're just about out of money, too, as the federal government is still struggling, hoping, praying, begging Congress to come up with some sort of continuing resolution to keep the government running into just before the Christmas holiday season. It's the way they do things. This is the time of year where the politicians who haven't gotten all of their pet projects pushed through yet try and jam them all into a continuing resolution, hoping that no one will notice. Gropey Joe Biden, another gaffe yesterday, declared a major disaster in Florida, which is his job when the governor of a state asks for a federal disaster declaration it allows for calling in FEMA and other federal resources. But Biden says this is a hurricane that's killing hundreds. <laughs> they love to exaggerate the Biden administration and the Democrats. Killing hundreds. As of this morning, the death count less than two dozen. I think the number's sitting at 17 as of this morning. But the Biden administration is going to make damn sure that everyone in America, and especially those people in Florida, know that it was he, Joe Biden, who rode to the rescue. And he'll probably start saying things like DeSantis wasn't prepared, the Republicans weren't prepared, and that it took Biden and the Democrats to bail out Florida. The Daily Mail says, Biden declares major disaster in Florida and calls DeSantis to offer more of his administration's help and that the president frees up federal funds for a state with, as Biden says, Hurricane Ian killing hundreds. Of course, it is Biden's job, just as it would have been Donald Trump's job, or Hillary Clinton's job, or Barack Hussein Obama's job, or Richard Nixon's job, or President Joe Sixpack's job to declare a federal disaster. That's the job. He's not doing anything extra. He's not doing anything special. Joe Biden approved that major disaster declaration in Florida yesterday, making funding available for at least nine affected counties. 
Some federal grants will be available to help homeowners and business owners to recover from the storm, just as those federal grants would be available if a Republican were the president. Ian made landfall on Wednesday and left at least two and a half million people without power temporarily. The lights will come back on. They always do. And Lee County Sheriff said Thursday morning that he thinks fatalities could be in the hundreds. So far, hundreds means 17. Well, Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Biden's little pet Hispanic. That's the only reason he was hired, because Biden wanted to make a rainbow administration that looks like America with lots of black people, lots of Hispanic people, and lots of gays and transgenders. Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, which operates the FEMA arm of our federal government, standing at his side. President told Governor DeSantis that he will be sending the FEMA administrator, Deanne Criswell, to Florida today on Friday to check in on the response efforts and see if additional support is needed. The president and the governor, Ron DeSantis, potential rivals in the next presidential election, committed to continued close coordination. Biden posted a tweet of his own with an image of him on the telephone claiming the smart I spoke with Governor Ron DeSantis discussed that steps for taking the support of Florida in response to Hurricane Ian. Yeah, okay. Listen, this is not a time for partisan politics. Let's get Florida back together. What a what a joke this, this Biden guy is. I'm looking at the photograph. Obviously staged. He's holding the telephone like a three-year-old would hold a telephone back in the old days where telephones had a wire connected to the base of the phone and then you held the receiver in your hand and Biden is gripping that phone and looking down at a piece of paper with a pen in his hand. I wish I could zoom in on it. The paper's probably upside down. Matter of fact, if you zoom in on the image, I think the piece of paper that that Joe Biden is signing is indeed upside down. If you look at the paper, on the right side of the paper are three holes like you would put in a three-ring binder, but it's a single sheet of paper sitting atop an orange file folder and a cup of coffee with a lid sitting next to it and absolutely nothing else on his desk. Nothing. No other documents. Maybe a photograph. I see the back of a picture frame there. The entire Biden administration has been nothing but a puppet show. Michael Shear in the New York Times says Biden paints a bleak picture in aftermath of Ian. An uncertain picture of devastation caused by the hurricane, which early reports indicate maybe substantial loss of life. When asked about the sometimes frosty relationship that Biden has with Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, a likely candidate for president in 2024, Biden said the question was irrelevant, but he couldn't help but take a shot. Biden said, quote, he complimented me, thanked me for a immediate response we had. This is not about anything having to do with our disagreements politically. It's about saving people's lives, homes, and businesses. However long it takes, we're going to be there. That's my commitment to you. It's good. I'm glad to see gropey Joe Biden can act like a human being once in a while. And something else that happened yesterday, Biden signed the Civilian Reservist Emergency Workforce Act into law. The acronym, of course, there's always an acronym, is CREW, or CREW. This historic piece of bipartisan legislation is an amendment to the Stafford Act and it will guarantee that people who are in the FEMA reserves, I'll get into that in just a moment, but the reservists who have regular jobs at, say, Home Depot or Walmart or what have you, and then they get called out to aid, assistance, and comfort in the case of a natural disaster, such as the massive Hurricane Ian. 
Those people leave their jobs in the private sector. And then when they come home after serving for a week, a month, three months, six months, a year, this new act requires those employers to rehire without penalty, without punishment, those reserve employees who come back to work after serving their country for FEMA. It's almost exactly the same type of protections afforded to National Guard troops when they leave to serve the country, to go fight in Afghanistan, even though Joe Biden gave Afghanistan away to the Taliban. When they come home, their job is guaranteed. FEMA reservists are indeed the backbone of the FEMA workforce. Everyone who works for FEMA is not a permanent, full-time employee of the federal government. Many of them don't see action for months, years, because disasters are not that widespread. FEMA says, hey, we got a big one, Hurricane Ian. We need to call up 15,000 reservists. So the protection will not affect a reservist's benefits, employment status, or responsibilities within FEMA. The CREW Act is a significant step forward in promoting and sustaining a ready FEMA and a prepared nation. So thank you to the Republicans and to the Democrats for proposing and pushing this legislation forward and to gropey Joe Biden for actually doing something good for the country for a change. Yes, put it on your calendars, boys and girls. This is the day I complimented gropey Joe Biden. And it's not that he had anything to do with it. He just signed it. There are some petty people out there, like the guy who didn't like the fine he received from his homeowners association. So he paid the $130 fine with pennies, unrolled, soaked in motor oil, in wheelbarrows, dumped out on the HOA president's front lawn. The HOA says, we're refusing to accept this. He took the man to court. The court said, nope, pennies are legal tender for all debts, public and private. But they did tell the man he had to wash the oil off of each penny, a time-consuming, painstaking effort that involved the man picking up all the pennies off of the HOA president's driveway, putting them back in the wheelbarrow, cleaning the man's driveway, going home, washing the pennies with some type of detergent to get the oil off of the pennies. And then the man returned and dumped the pennies right back on the HOA president's lawn. Petty foolishness. And now, a company fired a worker, quote, without reason, unquote, and then paid her $1,300 severance in coins, which weighed over 130 pounds. When employees leave a company, things don't always run smoothly, and in the exit process, drama and recriminations can ensue. A Chinese company recently took pettiness to an entirely new level, and they've been reprimanded by a court in China for paying a terminated employee a bunch of money only in coins, weighing over 130 pounds. The court ruled, yes, it is true, you fulfilled your legal obligations, but the way you did it is not right. This passive-aggressive way of doling out the judgment in change had a clear intention of confronting the court. The business was then fined $700 for their foolish act. Wheelbarrows full of coins. Peachtree, Georgia, in January of 2021, Andreas Flatten, a former employee of AOK Walker Auto Works, filed a complaint with the State Labor Department he accused his former boss of failing to give him a final paycheck of $915. Short time later, he found 500 pounds of pennies covered in oil piled in his driveway along with a, with a very vulgar note. 
It amounted to 91,000 pennies. It didn't go over well with the government. The U.S. Department of Labor filed a lawsuit against that auto repair shop and its owner, claiming the penny drop was an act of retaliation. Their statement read, Workers are entitled to receive information about their rights in the workplace and obtain the wages they earned without fear of harassment or intimidation. The body shop posted a statement on its website titled Pennies, which read in part, There were exactly 100,003 pennies, 750 dimes, two quarters, a nickel, and his pay stub in that pile. That is a lot more than what we were legally obligated to give him. So why so much more? We figured that he would have had enough intelligence to just have the pennies counted and exchanged. Flatten encouraged other employees who have been mistreated to speak out. They definitely should not be scared to reach out, speak up, don't be quiet about it, because if you're quiet about it, this will continue to happen to you and to everyone else. There is an active lawsuit pending on Pennygate, and if I ever hear what the outcome is, I'll certainly let you know. So let's go from pennies from heaven, Joe Biden doing something decent, to Camel Toe Harris calling North Korea our ally. According to USA Today's Joey Garrison, Vice President Camel Toe Harris mistakenly touts the U.S. alliance with the Republic of North Korea. Little Rocket Man is just laughing his little fat ass off. Vice President of the United States of America touted the U.S., quote, alliance with the Republic of North Korea, unquote, in her remarks on Thursday from Korea's demilitarized zone, seeking to reaffirm America's commitment to the security of Asian allies. I guess she forgot. North Korea is the bad guys. Harris said, quote, The United States shares a very important relationship, which is alliance with the Republic of North Korea. She intended to refer to South Korea as she kicked off her remarks touring the DMZ, a border where she has no business being. She should be on our Mexico border, watching the disastrous invasion of the United States of America by illegal criminal trespassing law-breaking immigrants coming through Mexico. She then said, It's an alliance that is strong and enduring. Our shared goal, the United States and Republic of Korea, is a complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. This gaffe, of course, came one day after gropey Joe Biden was looking around a room for a dead congresswoman, Jackie Walorski, knowing that she was dead, according to the little black girl who is the White House spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre. Ms. Walorski died in a car wreck back in August. But of course, Joe Biden said she was top of mind, according to the White House press secretary. Again, I ask you, if someone is top of mind, wouldn't you know they were dead? If they were such a great and integral part of your Democratic administration, wouldn't you know they died? Top of mind. Well, it is possible. I have just been handed a note, and it says top of mind. If mind is feeble, top of mind means nothing. Thank you very much. Appreciate, appreciate that, Mr. Producer. Um, yeah, Joe Biden's mind is gone. So if Walorski was indeed top of mind, who cares? So are rainbows, ice cream cones, and toothless sharks, I guess. Although the vice president never bothered to correct herself, she continued to hail the U.S.'s ironclad commitment to the defense of South Korea and the threats posed by North Korea. In other words, she does not have a clue 
Little Rocket Man is laughing at her today and at Joe. Did you think, hey, wow, the value of my house last year was so much higher than it was a year before that? I should be able to sell my house right now and bank on a whole bunch of profits. Then I'll just go buy another house. Well, I think your window of opportunity, pun intended, has closed. Home prices are decelerating by a record amount, coinciding with Joe Biden's recession. And everybody says it's not a recession. Let me get to this housing story really quickly. Housing prices are coming down at a record-setting pace since July of 2022. According to the Federal Reserve, their move to combat inflation has now put upward pressure on mortgage rates and home prices are dropping as homes are sitting on the market for much longer periods of time and people desperate to sell their property, well, they're taking less money in order to sell their property. And it is recession. Make no bones about it. Even CNN's Alicia Wallace reported yesterday, the latest GDP reading confirms the U.S. economy shrank for two straight quarters, supporting one definition of a recession. The U.S. economy shrank by six-tenths of a percentage point during the second quarter of the year, according to the adjusted latest gross domestic product estimate from the Bureau of Economic Analysis released yesterday. This matches what most recent GDP estimates show, and it shows the economy was in recession for the entire first half of 2022, thanks to Joe Biden's disastrous handling of our economy. This latest scorecard on our economy will reignite debate from those on the Democratic Party who think we're not in a recession, when it is clear that we are in a recession even though the price of everything from food to furniture and home goods and business electronics and damn near everything, including cars, is continuing to rise. This is inflation during recession. And this is what the Democratic Party has done to the once robust economy that was enjoyed by Americans under Donald Trump. And don't worry, in case the U.S. economy isn't hurting you enough already, the Federal Reserve has a message for Americans, quote, it is about to get much more painful, unquote. Irina Ivanova of CBS News reports Fed Chair Jerome Powell made that amply clear last week when the central bank projected the benchmark rate will hit 4.4% by the end of the year, even if it causes a recession. Now, as I just pointed out, we are already in a recession, but on September 21st, Mr. Powell said in his economic outlook, quote, There will very likely be some softening of labor market conditions. We will keep at it until we are confident that the job is done, unquote. In plain English, it means more unemployment. The Fed forecasts the unemployment rate will rise by at least a half a point to one point from the figures today, which means a minimum of 1.2 million people will lose their jobs. And I think it's going to be many, many more. Powell said, I wish there was a painless way to do that, but there isn't. The idea behind why boosting unemployment could cool inflation is this. With an additional million or two million people out of work, newly unemployed people and their families would sharply cut back on spending. While for most people who are still working, wage growth could flatline. And in the grand scheme of macroeconomics, when companies assume that their labor costs are unlikely to rise, the theory says they'll stop raising prices, 
which slows the growth in prices and eventually causes them to level off. Susan Collins is the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, and Monday she said in a speech, quote, I do anticipate that accomplishing price stability will require slower employment growth and somewhat higher unemployment rate, and I take very seriously that unemployment is painful and that its costs have been disproportionately concentrated amongst groups that have traditionally been marginalized. In other words, we're going to lay off a bunch of people. It's probably going to be a bunch of black people, but that's just the way it is. Because, you know, black people, they just got to play the race card every chance they get. Some economists question whether crushing the job market is necessary to bring Joe Biden's inflation under wraps. The Fed clearly wants the labor market to weaken quite sharply. What's not clear to us is why. That was Ian Shepard, chief economist at Pantheon Macroeconomics, comment in a report. He predicted inflation is set to plunge next year as supply chains normalize. I think he is wrong. One thing is for sure, Joe Biden destroyed the economy. He shut down the economy and he didn't shut down the virus as he claims he was going to do in his campaign. And you, the sheeple, will be most likely the negative beneficiaries of stupidity by the Biden administration and all of his so-called economic experts who continue to run our economy into the toilet. You may recall I spoke about John Fetterman, the hoodie-wearing, goatee-clad, thug-looking guy who's really never had a real job in his entire life. Well, he is desperate now that Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, as he is known on television, has not only caught up with him in the polls, but will likely dominate in the election. So what does he do? He dumps the BM, a Black Lives Matter movement, as his campaign is now running on fumes. That's right, Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman the Thug is getting nervous as the polls tighten between him and Dr. Oz. He just scrubbed all mentions of the Black Lives Matter movement from the campaign website and the issues page on his campaign website. BLM does not appear in any text anywhere on his website anymore, and it only gets a passing mention in the video on his Taking On Crime page. In the video, he appears to be justifying his decision to chase down an unarmed Negro jogger in a pickup truck while he, Fetterman, was armed with a 20-gauge shotgun. You remember John Fetterman in a pickup truck, driving down the road, chasing a black man who was simply jogging? The racist John Fetterman? Crime is a vulnerability for many Democrats, but none more than Fetterman. He keeps trying to walk back his position that everyone convicted of second-degree murder serving life without parole should simply be released. Yes, he wants murderers to simply be released. Can't mask his previous support for, or the fact that he thinks even people who pulled the trigger in their murder cases should be released early. In a time of rising crime, Fetterman's campaign is scrambling to cover up his own criminal justice record. Dr. Oz is cutting into Fetterman's once double-digit lead since the last two months, and Oz is gaining momentum, and the trend is apparent across multiple polling organizations. In this actual article written in the Washington Examiner, the opinion by Zachary Faria, or is it Faria, his actual quote was, Oz has been cutting into Fetterman's once double-digit lead over the past two months. Oz, a terrible candidate in his own right, is gaining momentum, and the trend is apparent across multiple pollsters. We don't care about your opinion that Oz is a terrible candidate in his own right. The fact is, Fetterman chased down an unarmed black jogger through a neighborhood because Fetterman didn't want any N-words that rhyme with bigger jogging in his neighbor in his lily white neighborhood. 
Fetterman is failing all the way around. His campaign could end up crashing around him. With a criminal justice record in the spotlight, limited public appearances because he's not healthy enough to serve out a six-year Senate term, Fetterman's campaign is suddenly sputtering. He's put on a back footnote by his opponent, but also by his own political history and his rhetoric. The voters in Pennsylvania, and indeed across America, actually need a candidate who can speak in coherent sentences, who can actually walk up to a podium without assistance because his health is in such bad shape, and who does not view murderers as victims, or is not a racist chasing down black guys with a shotgun because he is a racist. Dr. Oz may be a little quirky, but he doesn't chase Negroes down the street with a shotgun. And he isn't a victim of a major stroke who cannot speak two sentences coherently. Gee, sounds like Fetterman is just like Joe Biden. And maybe that's why Democrats continue to support him. Two clowns who can't form two sentences. This is the Truth Hurts program. Are you a minority individual living in a majority white neighborhood, city, or town? Do you feel like the other people don't respect you because of the color of your skin? Maybe it's not the color at all. Perhaps you are suffering from culture rejection. Are you a black person living in a white neighborhood but feel like you just don't never fit in? Perhaps it's those late night parties with all the drugs, the gunplay, and that thumping bass music that is irritating your white neighbors. Are you a Hispanic and feel like an outsider in your lily white neighborhood? Perhaps it's those 75-person quinceanera parties and them all-night Friday fiestas with the mariachi music that have your neighbors saying, No way, Jose! What you need is act right. Yes, if you get some act right in your routine, then you can fit into the American experience, just like any good melting pot society might expect. With act right, common sense will kick in, and you will learn to fit into any social situation on your block, in your neighborhood, your town, or your city. Papi? See me, daughter. Perhaps you should take a dose of act right now before you invite all of those drunken construction guys over here this weekend. You know how all that loud mariachi music irritates most of the people in the cul-de-sac? See me, daughter. Act right it is. Oh, Papa, I'm so proud of you. Ackright has turned our weekend into an inclusive multifamily gathering that even Republicans can be associated with. Why, yes, my daughter. Ackright has certainly made a difference in my outlook on life. I feel like that I am finally part of the American dream instead of some foreigner looking in from the outside. Thank you for telling me about Ackright. Yes, you can take the man out of the hood, and you can take the hood out of the man with Ackright. Yo, Gerald, you plan on partying all night long on Friday again? You gonna have a DJ out there with that thumping bass music and all your homies over there drinking and shooting? You know he's gonna piss off your white neighbors again. Yeah, bro, that's my plan. You might want to take some of this new supplement called Act Right. It might make us fit in better in society instead of being always on the outside, you heard? Wow, Martin, that Act Right has certainly made a difference in my outlook towards my neighbors upon society as a whole. Act Right has made me understand that we all need to respect one another's property and privacy and the sanctity of our shared space in the community at large. Thanks for providing this wonderful product to me. It truly has made me feel like I'm part of the American dream. Are you a minority sitting on the outskirts of the American dream? Is your lifestyle and questionable behavior contrary to an orderly and peaceful society? Have you felt like an outcast or a substandard member of the American culture? If you answer with yes to any of these questions, then Agrite may just be what you need. Call 1-800-AGRITE right now for a free sample. Simply pay the shipping and handling fee, and be sure to ask your operator about doubling the order for an additional shipping charge. Act right now to get your Agrite Express delivered to your dough, and learn how to act right today. 
Act right. Might help you act right. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA or BLM. Individual results may vary. I want to take you back about two years ago when Joe Biden and the administration was against SpaceX putting up giant launch towers out in the middle of nowhere in Texas because they were afraid a bird might fly into the tower and die. If a stupid bird can't see a tower that big, flies into it and dies, it must be a Democrat bird. But enjoy this little blast from the Truth Hurts program past. Well, hi and howdy there. Welcome to SpaceX Launch Systems Texas. How can I be of service to you? Um, yes, my name is Karen. I'm from President Biden's FAA to tell you that you don't have permission to build that launch tower here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Uh, on what grounds, may I ask? Um, on the grounds that President Biden said so. You see, we told him that your new launch tower might impact some dragonflies and a few birds who are too ignorant to fly around it. And he looked at his new puppy and he said, that don't seem right. Make him take it down. Well, that's just plain stupid. But if you keep building it, we won't give you a license to fly your spaceship. But you want my spaceship. You need my spaceship to take your astronauts to Mars. Remember when President Biden said that was his goal? Um, we don't care. We're going to make you take down that launch pad, just like we're making Texans take down Donald Trump's border wall. Oh, so this is what it's all about. Politics. Figures. Excuse me. I'm going to tell President Biden what you said. You'll see. You're going to take it down. Just you wait. That tower's not going to ever be finished. I promise you. Wow, wow, wow. Where has all the time gone? That is all the time I have, my friends, for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed here are, of course, protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Oh, I do apologize if you are offended. But I speak the truth, therefore I retract nothing. This program is copyright 2022, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.